averted his eyes from hers. His stomach tormented him whenever he spoke of Susie. Now I'm not so sure. You need to work, Stephen. It's good for you. Susie wouldn't want you moping. She'd want you to get on with your life, and Matilda needs you to be on top form. Mention of his young daughter put the smile back on his face. Pat was right. Life hadn't been up to much for his six-year-old daughter recently. She asked about her mother constantly, when she was coming back. Greco had tried to explain, but he didn't have the words, and even if he had, he doubted the child would understand. Are you sure you want to do this, Annie Pat? Once I get back into the thick of it, there's no turning back. It's a big commitment. You've given up your independence to move here. I see it as a fresh start for us both. Make no mistake, Stephen, I need this every bit as much as you do. You can't do the job if you're worrying about Matilda all day long. And me? She smiled. I was stagnating in that village. He grimaced. You're right, as usual. But make no mistake, you've got the rough end of the deal. A dysfunctional, depressive and a small child to look after. I'm only too pleased to have a purpose again. I was going to seed. Looking after you and the little one will keep me sane. She smiled at him. I don't know about that. Matilda can run rings around the both of us. What's more likely is that she'll wear you out. She whacked him with a tea towel. I'm fifty-eight, so there's plenty of pep in me yet. Now for the ritual. Greco hated the way he was. But since his wife Susie's death, his OCD had become worse. He checked his reflection one more time, swept the blonde hair from his forehead. He clapped to the right pocket of his suit jacket. His mobile was in place. Retrieving it, he looked at the screen. Plenty of battery. Next, he picked up his wallet and badge from the sideboard. Finally, a short walk across the sitting room to the photo of Susie, the one that stood in pride of place on the mantelpiece. Lifting it tenderly, he traced the outline of her face with his finger, then kissed it. All was in order. Time to go. Pat called through from the hallway. Visitor, Stephen, it's McCabe. Greco pulled her face. What now? He could hear Pat at the front door. A short conversation and bursts of laughter. Moments later she reappeared with Detective Superintendent Gordon McCabe in tow. He came straight to the point. Morning, Stephen. We've got a dead and ungotten multi-story. The goal's just come in, so I thought you and me'd take a look. Murder? I'm afraid so. Pathologist taking a quick look and reckons that whoever put the poor kid out of his misery was no amateur. Looks like the knifeman has struck again. He grimaced. That makes two. He's getting a taste for it. No, Stephen. What he's doing is getting away with it. Same method both times. Victim killed, laid out, and left without any useful evidence. Knife man. Nickname the team gave him because of how the victims are dispatched. This one knows what he's doing, all right. One stroke, bypassing the ribs and straight into the heart. That takes skill. Good time for a mug of tea, superintendent, asked Pat. Sorry, love, we've got to dash. Greco saw McCabe taking in his aunt, his eyes sweeping over her form. He looked impressed. Pat Greco was an attractive woman, 
and his new boss had a reputation. We'll visit the scene together. I'll leave you and your team to find out who he was. Won't be easy. He's young, Asian-looking, and his clothes have seen better days. He could have been living rough. Uniform did a cursory search, but found nothing on him. Stinks as something nasty, Stephen. He looks like a drug runner, and so did the other kid. These killings look like executions to me. Executions? You're thinking gang or drug-related? It's a possibility we can't ignore. If the dead kid was carrying drugs, the lab will tell us. We had gang problems in Alston, Greco told him as they made their way to the waiting car. This is a very different ball game, lad. It's not a few small operators hanging around some run-down estate. This is city-wide organised crime. Drug importation, prostitution, people trafficking. There are several minor villains who run things locally, but the big player in Manchester is Vincent Costello. All the local drug dealers get their stuff from him and he takes a generous cut.